Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. Jed Yancey here, and I recently came across an interview with the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. His name is Mike McDaniel. He's a, a, a younger guy. Uh, really, since he's been hired, he's he's taken the NFL by storm with his high-powered offense and, and his calm, cool, collected demeanor. And he's he's young and he's and he's hip. Uh, and he's also a man who recently was was welcomed into the life of fatherhood. And so the question was asked of him recently, how has being a father made you a better football coach? And I want you to listen to this response, most especially the very last part. How has becoming a father made you a better head coach? Um, I think, ironically, they're similar in that it's a servitude role. I'm so proud of you. I mean, you are a everything you, you wanted to be and more. Being a dad is very much like being um, a head coach in, in that you're constantly concerned about the well-being of other people. Yeah. And I know for a fact I couldn't be any of the things that are the most important things to me. Father, husband, man, and then head coach. All of those are a consequence of wanting to be something for someone. To not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. To not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. Now, you, you may be wondering, okay, well, what in the world does this have to do with growing together, which is the title today? And I would offer up a, a minor spin on this quote, considering this isn't God's word, but rather Mike McDaniels, I'm going to add a little extra and say this, that not existing for yourself is both beautiful, as he said it, and I would say also allows for rapid growth. Like, I think a lot of what we get wrong here in 2023 is the idea of not only the the beautiful, but also that of growth lies within the realm of existing for you. And doing you and doing it your way. As, as most of y'all know, I, I spent just over a decade coaching and, and coaching baseball and a little bit of football. And this is perhaps the hardest thing to get people to buy into. As a coach of, of teenage boys, I, it, was, it was constantly trying to impress upon them that the team is not all centered around a guy. It's not about the name on the back of the jersey. It's not about the name of the coach. It, it is the name on the front and who you play for. You're a part of that team and you exist and you play on this team for each other. You pick each other up. You help each other. You love each other. All things for each other, not yourself. And in fact, I would say the best teams that I ever coached by way of wins and losses and, and championships and, and having much success were the ones that figured how to do 
this part. Like they, they figured that out. And not only did they win more than they lost, but they grew. You see, I, I think that all too often we can put ourselves into this mindset of of the tangible things or numbers that we can actually touch and and see to show growth. Like no matter where you work, it's likely that your profession is all about showing growth, a growth financially, growth in customers. Growth in number of goods sold, growth in number of clicks. Uh, for you teachers out there, growth in your students' knowledge and, and then proving that through a, a test or some kind of assessment. And, and in most of these cases, there are several different elements or strategies to get growth, to drive up clicks, to, to increase goods sold, to bring more customers to you and business to make more money. But when it comes to being a Christian and not just growing for yourself or even growing together, but growing the kingdom for God, how do we even do that? Well, I mean, I could spend hours upon hours talking about all the strategies that that pertain to the very same things we see in these places of work that, that I've mentioned, like how to get more people into churches, how to teach people, how to increase their knowledge in Scripture, how to evangelize, all the things. But what if I told you that the key to growth and growing together and growing for yourself and also the key to growing the kingdom of God is to not exist for yourself. Now you you would say, well, man, maybe that's kind of dumb. Like, Jed, you just you just making this up? Show me the numbers. How, how do you know that's the case? Is that just your opinion? And to that I would say no. Acts chapter 2 is a place that uh central has been many times this year is is the foundation of what we've been after this year is, you know, this Greek word koinonia that is rooted in Acts chapter 2. And, and even if you remove this word from our minds for just a second and you insert what we're after today with this word growth or growing together, Acts chapter 2 is a place many would go to show the growth of individuals, show the growth together, and also show the growth of the kingdom of God. And, and as most of you know, this is right after Peter's message on the day of Pentecost. We, we see 3,000 souls added to the church through receiving the word and baptism. And then let me read you what comes next. But, but first, as I read this, I want you to pay attention to where we just started with the quote, to not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. And again, I added to not exist for yourself is a growth thing. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. These people were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together, and they had all things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and, and were sharing them with all 
as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Listen to this. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. To not exist for yourself is a beautiful thing. And again, to not exist for yourself is a growth thing. Do you see that here? And nobody in this snapshot of the early church in Acts chapter 2 is in it for themselves. And what was the result? Growth. Day by day, the Lord was adding to the number those who were being being saved. In fact, like what's even more interesting about this is shortly after what we read in Acts chapter 2, we learn of two people that decided to exist for themselves in Acts chapter 5. Ananias and Sapphira. The Bible says there that a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for guess who? Himself with his wife's full knowledge. And bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, without going into the rest of the story, let's just say that because they chose to exist for themselves, it didn't turn out real beautiful for these two. And not only do they end up dead, but listen to what is said in verse 11. As a result of these two who decided to exist only for themselves, verse 11 reads, in great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard of these things. Like, does that sound to you like growth in what we just read in Acts 2? No. Now, as most of you know, they get back on track, and we can read throughout the book of Acts that Luke gives all these check-ins on on the growth of the church. This many were added, that many were added. And not only is that a beautiful thing to see that growth, but it's beautiful to see how that growth even happened, which was these men and these women not existing for themselves. I made reference two weeks ago or so to, to Romans 14 and 15, pretty challenging text there where Paul says this, each of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to his edification. Does that sound like existing for yourself? No. But he goes on to say more in verse 3 of Romans 15. He says, for even Christ did not please himself. Like even Christ did not exist for himself. Not only do we see that play out through the life of Jesus, but like even if you go back to probably the most recited verse in all of the Bible, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son to exist and to walk this earth for him and for his own good. No. You know the rest. He did it for us. He sent his son to not exist for himself, but for us. And would you say that that's beautiful? Right? Like, but I I think like we can get so caught up sometimes in our world today saying, yeah, Jesus is the example. He's the one we should follow. He shows us the way to live. Let's do it his way. And yet when push comes to shove, 
even though he came and he did not exist for himself, for some reason we think we do exist for ourselves. Do you see how we mess this thing up? And yet we want to grow. But we can't because we're in this place and we're in this thing for ourselves. It doesn't work like that. You're 44 today, man. I don't I don't care where you are, or where you're listening from, or, or what your background is or is not. Thank you, Lord, that you existed and did what you did, not for yourself, but that you loved me so much that you didn't exist for yourself. And I pray that I, you guys listening, we, all of us, can wrap our minds around that and live in such a way that we realize this weight race that we run is not about existing for ourselves. Because to not exist for yourself is not only beautiful, but it leads to unbelievable growth for you individually, for us collectively, and more importantly, growth in the number of those the Lord adds to his church. I love you guys. I thank you so much for listening today. One last and final word on this Koinonia thing next week for the for the year. Um, so again, I love you. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.